Welcome to this week's Digest edition of the Evening Times, from the 23rd to the 29th of March 2018, read by volunteers at Kuhn Review Print Speaking to the Blind at our studios in the Bishopbriggs Media Centre. Coming up on Side 1. Fears castle milk attempted murder bid on children could be related to gank feud that killed young dad Jamie Lee. Disruption expected to continue this week following Socky Hall Street fire. Comedian Kevin Bridges to rectify the situation after being called out by Glasgow Shop. Police vowed to catch car-keying vandals in Glasgow's West End. Arrests made following Cardonald post office disturbance which left man dead. East End Primary School's parents launched petition to call for better road safety. Look inside the stunning £900,000 Bahamas-inspired home near Glasgow. MSP launches move to crack down over rip-off rents. A man stabbed in the neck in totally random attack outside Glasgow. Online child abusers warned, there is no hiding place. Water from River Clyde to be used to heat Glasgow homes. Watchdog investigates firms suspected of making 200 million nuisance calls. Spot hole winner revealed, non-driver gives £1,000 prize to charity. Glasgow Fire, Socky Hall Street site ready to be handed over. Fan who took Sam Smith's breath away at Glasgow gig, traced thanks to Evening Times appeal. Christmas lights found dumped in Glasgow Southside Park. 18. Called to give Glasgow family of eight home a 7,000 sign petition. Routes surrounding Sucky Hall Street fire reopened to pedestrians. Council tax. Call to force Scottish Government to scrap outdated and unfair system. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. Fears Castle Milk attempted murder bid on children could be related to gank feud that killed young dad Jamie Lee. This article by Aftab Ali. Rumours circulating online have suggested the Castle Milk attempted murder bid, which saw five children mowed down by a car, could be related to a feud that left a young dad dead. Police are still hunting fugitive Jordan Owen in connection with the killing of 23-year-old Jamie Lee near a play park in Castle Milk last July. Jamie died after he was shot and several others were injured during a mass brawl in the area's Balante Terrace. Owen, 23, has still not been traced by murder cops, probing Jamie's death. The Castle Milk community has been left in shock after a maniac motorist deliberately drove at a group of teenagers standing in the street On Saturday afternoon, a 14-year-old girl is in serious condition, but stable, in Hermarie's hospital after she was targeted along with her friends. The Evening Times understands she was hit with the vehicle head-on. The silver Vauxhall Astra then hit the young girl again as it reversed to make its getaway. Images have been posted of the youngster in hospital online with an appeal from her siblings urging the public to pass on any information to the police. The post reads, thank you to everyone who have messaged wishing my little sister well. She has a few injuries including a broken neck which could need surgery. Fingers crossed she has a speedy and easy recovery. I hope the rat bags who done this to my sister see this post and I hope you suffer slowly and painfully. I don't know what anyone can do this to an innocent child and not come clean about it. You are nothing but a bunch of cowards. Your day will come. If anyone has any info or knows where the 
idiots are, please contact one of us or the police. The victim's friends, two girls, 12 and 14, and two boys, 12 and 1, were also injured during the hit and run. They have since been released from hospital after being treated for minor injuries, but are in a state of shock after witnessing what happened to their friend. The attack unfolded at around 3.30pm when the group was standing on a pavement in Stravanen Road near the shops. They were struck by a car being driven by a man. The same car also had a male passenger. The car failed to stop and then made off in the direction of Burgedale Road. One of the victim's mothers hit out at those responsible for the attack. She said on social media, My daughter was one of the kids hit. When is this going to stop? Innocent children injured by the yobs at Castle Milk. It's a disgrace. They want to lock them up and throw away the key. I'm absolutely raging. She added, My child had been lucky enough to walk away with minor injuries, but the mental trauma will stay with them and their friends forever. Following the attack, the area was cordoned off by police as they began their investigations. The Evening Times understand that a part of the car was hit during the crash, and that it has been taken away by forensic officers looking to gather clues to catch those responsible. Murder cops investigating the incident said they were following a number of lines of inquiry. As previously reported by the Evening Times, a dangerous fugitive, Owen, has managed to evade the authorities for almost nine months now, despite cops launching a manhunt to speak to him over the death. Jamie. Police Scotland, however, insists the search for Owen continues, and the hunt has taken them all over the UK. The force first issued an appeal with a picture of Owen in July 2017, and urged the public not to approach him. Several arrests have been made following last year's incident, but the manhunt for Owen remains active. This article by Tab Ali. The Evening Times. On Monday, the 26th of March 2018. News section. Disruption expected to continue this week following Socky Hall Street fire. This article by Holly Lennon. Disruption to businesses affected by the Socky Hall Street fire is expected to continue this week. The Pavilion Theatre announced that they have been denied permission to the building by Glasgow City Council and will not be able to go ahead with planned performances. Staff had hoped to be able to access the theatre on Monday morning, following a weekend of cancellations. Cineworld on Renfrew Street remains closed due to the widening police cordon, while Forevermore Tattoo on Hope Street have been forced to close until Tuesday due to the restrictions. Areas of the city continue to be out of bounds to the public, including the pedestrianised area of Socky Hall Street between Hope Street and West Nile Street, Hope Street between Bath Street and Renfrew Street, Renfield Street between Bath Street and Renfrew Street, West Nile Street between Bath Street and the junction at Killermont Street and Renfrew Street. A spokesman for the Pavilion Theatre said, After what has been our longest weekend yet, we had hoped that we would have been able to access the theatre tomorrow morning, Monday, March the 26th. Scottish Fire and Rescue Service have passed the site on to Glasgow City Council Building Control, who, unfortunately, have not given us permission to access the theatre as planned. We now await a decision from Glasgow City Council as to when we can get in to see the scale of the work required to reopen the theatre to our staff and public. Again, being realistic, we do not think that the show this week on Saturday the 31st of March, Rhinestone Cowboy, the Glen Campbell story, will go ahead. The following weeks all depend on what progress we can make this week. As soon as we are in a position to do so, we will announce an opening date for the box office and provide details of any show which have had to be rescheduled or cancelled as a result of last week's events. We would like to thank you again for your patience and kind words during this time and we will be working hard again to get the theatre and box office reopened again 
as soon as possible. This article was by Holly Lennon. This article from the Evening Times News, the 26th of March 2018. Comedian Kevin Bridges to rectify situation after being called out by Glasgow Shop. This article by Aftab Ali. Scotch comedian Kevin Bridges looks set to head along to the West End today to rectify a situation that was brought up by a shop on Twitter. In a light-hearted tweet from the Cancer Research UK store on Byers Road, staff posted a picture of Kevin's book alongside fellow comedian John Bishops with one major difference. In the social media post, the shop said on Sunday afternoon, Glad to have a bit of a comedy in your life. These fantastic donations of at Kevin Bridges and at John Bishop have just come in. Hashtag, laughter is the best medicine. Only one is signed though, hint hint Kevin. Minutes later, 31 year old Kevin, originally from Coidbank, replied, haha, I'll pop down tomorrow and rectify this. Fans were delighted with his response. One said, good man Kevin, don't forget. Another replied, really want to find out if Kev does show up to sign it. Top man. What a hero, came another response. We're looking forward to seeing the funny man pop along. Watch this space. This article by Tab Ali. The Evening Times, on Monday the 26th of March 2018. News section. Police vow to catch car-keying vandals in Glasgow's West End. This article by Caroline Wilson. Police say patrols will be stepped up in Glasgow's West End after parked cars were targeted by vandals. A number of vehicles in the North Kelvin side area have been keyed over the past two weeks or damaged in other ways. Police said they were striving to address the problem. Residents say there's been a general rise in antisocial behaviour in the area, taking in Belmont Street, Strivent Gardens, Wilton Street and Dune and Dryborough Gardens, while there have been other reports of attempted break-ins. One resident said, My car, a grey Corsa, a blue car next to mine and a 67 dark bluish black Mercedes have all been keyed. I'm going to stop parking my car on my street because these attacks seem to be on the rise. Another said, Striven and Dune Gardens have gone from a safe place to park to a very dodgy place to park in the last six months. Car owners who have become frustrated with the situation say they will carry out their own nightly patrols. Inspector Craig Walker said, Glasgow North Subdivision has seen a reduction in car crime reflective of Greater Glasgow as a whole. However, we are aware of a number of recent incidents regarding damage to vehicles in the North Kelvin side area, which we are striving to address. Investigation is ongoing, which includes extending CCTV reviews and working with our neighbouring subdivision to encompass broader areas through which we have identified a number of people we are interested in. We are maintaining high visibility patrols in the area and continue to engage with residents and business owners. Our officers are communicating with local residents and business owners both face-to-face and through social media forums to provide regular updates, reassurance and crime prevention advice. Anyone seeking advice can check the Keep Safe pages on the Police Scotland website for practical information about vehicle security and other crime prevention advice. Anyone with information is asked to contact officers at Maryhill Police Station via 101 or Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 111 where details can be given in confidence. This article was by Caroline Wilson. Remember, you no longer need to receive a weekly digest service on tape, but can access more daily content via our website, www.qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts, accessible via your computer, tablet or mobile device. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. 
arrests made following Cardonald post office disturbance which left the man dead. This article by Holly Lennon. Police have arrested two men after a disturbance at the post office and Cardonald left one dead. A 49-year-old man and a 62-year-old man have been arrested and charged in connection with the incident. Police were called to report a disturbance on Paisley Road West around 2pm on Saturday, March 24th. A 56-year-old man was taken by ambulance to the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital, where he later died. They are due to appear at Glasgow Sheriff Court today. This article by Holly Lennon. The Evening Times, on Monday, the 26th of March 2018. News section. East End Primary School's parents launch petition to call for better road safety. This article by reporter Stacey Mullen. Over 500 people have backed a petition which aims to improve road safety outside a school in Glasgow's East End. Haghill Park Primary School's Parent Council launched an online petition to highlight their concerns about safety at a pedestrian crossing outside the school on Cumbernauld Road. The petition states, Haghill Park Parent Council are very concerned about the safety of the children and community that use the pedestrian crossing outside the school on Cumbernauld Road. Our main concerns are the volume and speed of traffic using this road at peak times. The phasing of the lights does not allow children to cross safely. There already has been a serious accident. Drivers do not always seem to heed the red lights and stay out the bus lane. The group then stated they want to use the petition to call for a change in phasing of lights to ensure safe crossing and the erection of 20 plenty lighting and warnings at peak times. The petition states, We as a community need to stand together to make this change for our children and the community. Please sign up and have your say. We need your backing. One backer of the petition said, Don't wait until a serious incident happens. Surely child safety and prevention is worth the minor job and cost this would take. The parent council plan to contact the local councillors to see what steps they can take next with the petition. This article by reporter Stacey Mullen. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. This article from the 25th of March. Look inside the stunning £900,000 Bahamas-inspired home near Glasgow. This article was unattributed. When Brian and Cicely Atkin built their beautiful Bahamas-inspired home on a quiet residential avenue in Newton Mayors, it was streets ahead of its time. Three decades ago, no one had ever seen anything quite like it. The Rum Cay, named after the island upon which the couple lived in the late 1960s, remains an eye-catching local landmark. From the grand exterior, which is canopied entrance and cathedral-style windows, to the colourful, contemporary interior, complete with gallery, double-height ceiling and spectacular carpets, is an entirely unforgettable house. My parents loved doing things differently, and they had lots of great ideas, smiles the couple's son, Gary, who grew up in the house. You don't always give your parents credit for what they can do, when you are young, but now I can see this as a house ahead of its time. Rum K is situated high up on Broomacroft Road in a pleasant little pocket of sought-after Glasgow residential hotspot Newton Mairns. Rum K was designed and built by Brian, who ran Atkin Building Contractors in the city for many years. It was the third home he had built to live in, says Gary. The first home together was in the Bahamas. It was around that time that lots of British people went over there to set up the business and take advantage of the opportunities to do so. My dad ran a gardening business out there. They used to holiday in Miami and came back with lots of inspiration and ideas from there which you can see in Rum K. 
the three-storey property is perfect for flexible family lifestyles. The magnificent reception hallway with its gallowed double-height ceiling and landings above leads through to the stylish drawing room which also boasts a full-height ceiling and a pretty minstrel gallery. The ground floor also includes a large formal dining room, dining kitchen, family room and study which is the glazed wall to the lounge. It's an unusual feature, but it makes much more sense when Gary explains his dad's study was once a swimming pool. When my parents got a bit older, they decided to cover up the pool and turn it into a bedroom on suite and office space, he explains. But the swimming pool is still there and could be operated again, as such, if the new owners wish to do so. Sweeping through the lounge, family room and dining room are some impressive carpets, bold pinks. Purples and blues stand out against the neutral walls and elegant furniture with large swirls of pattern catch the eye. These, says Gary, are all his mother's doing. Those are all my mum's favourite colours, she smiles. The master bedroom with ensuite shower room on its ground floor, which also comprises two water closets, one with a powder room attached. A broad staircase leads to the gallery which overlooks the drawing room and provides access to a large double bedroom and ensuite bathroom, plus two further bedrooms and a Jack and Jill ensuite bathroom. One of the bedrooms has a staircase leading to the attic room, which could be used as a sitting room or a further bedroom. Outside the gardens are large and well looked after, with plenty of room for play and alfresco dining. It's a great house with lots of flexibility, and whoever the new owner is will have lots of opportunities to put his or own stamp on it, says Gary. Above all else, it's a fantastic family home. I loved living here. My children have loved visiting their grandparents here all over the years, and we will all miss it. Details. What? Four-bedroom detached villa. Where? Newton Mayors. Cost? Offers over £895,000. Contact Corum on 0141-639-5888. For more hot properties, head to our sister height, S1 Homes. This article was unattributed. The Evening Times, on Monday the 26th of March 2018, News Section. MSP launches move to crack down over rip-off rents. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. A Glasgow MSP will spearhead a bid to introduce new laws to crack down on private landlords exploiting tenants. Pauline McNeill, Labour MSP, said she will present a Members' Bill to the Scottish Parliament with a range of proposals designed to give tenants in the private rented sector greater protection. The so-called Mary Barbour Law will include plans for limiting rent rises and empower tenants to challenge rises they think are unfair. Ms McNeill, Labour's housing spokeswoman, said action on the private rented sector was badly needed. The bill will introduce a new points-based system to enforce fair rents. There will be a measure to link rents to average wages to ensure they are affordable and tenants will have the power to challenge unfair rents or submit rent reduction claims. The law would also ensure that all private rented properties meet proper standards for health and safety and energy efficiency. Ms McNeill said, I have framed the proposal as a member's bill and I'm working with the Scottish Parliament's non-governmental bill unit to make sure that Labour can bring about the transformation in the private rental sector that's so badly needed. We know that private sector rents are rising way above inflation, while people's wages and household incomes are either stagnant or falling, 
making housing even more expensive and pushing people further into poverty. Once the bill is given the go-ahead by the Parliament Bills Unit, it's expected to be put out for public consultation in the next few weeks. Ms McNeill added, There's a housing crisis in Scotland. There is a lack of affordable public housing, and so people are forced to rent privately, and as a result are paying rip-off rents which stops them saving for a deposit to buy their own home. This article was by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. A man stabbed in the neck in a totally random attack outside Glasgow. This article by Holly Lennon. A man has been stabbed in the back of the neck while he was walking to the train station on Sunday morning. Detectives are appealing for witnesses after the random and totally unprovoked attack in Milton Street, Hamilton. The 23-year-old man was walking along the street towards the train station around 10.20am on March 25th. Another man was walking in the opposite direction and as he passed by, he stabbed the victim in the back of the neck before walking off. The victim was taken by ambulance to Hermes Hospital for treatment, where his condition is described as stable. The suspect is described as white, between 21 and 40 years old, 5 foot 8 of slim build, with short shaven hair. He was also wearing a navy tracksuit. Detective Constable Stephen Divers from Cambuslang CID said this was a random and totally unprovoked attack, and it is vital that we trace the despicable individual responsible. I would appeal to anyone who was in the area of Milton Street yesterday morning who noticed a man matching the above description or anything at all suspicious to please get in touch. Anyone with information can contact Cambuslang CID via 101 quoting incident number 1332 of Sunday the 25th of March 2018. Alternatively, you can call Crime Stoppers on 0800-555-111 where details can be given in confidence. This article by Holly Lennon. The Evening Times, on Monday the 26th of March 2018. News section. Online child abusers warned, there is no hiding place. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. A hard-hitting campaign targeting perpetrators of online child sexual abuse is being launched by police, warning they are just one click away from losing everything. Almost a quarter, 23%, of registered sex offenders carried out online sexual abuse of children, according to a snapshot taken by Police Scotland this month. Officers said anecdotal evidence suggests there's been an increase in such crimes, which include live streaming of abuse, possession and sharing of indecent images of children, grooming for sexual purposes, and online or webcam sexual extortion. The new campaign being launched on Tuesday aims to make it clear to perpetrators that their actions will have life-changing consequences for them and their families. Assistant Chief Constable Gillian MacDonald said, We want to speak to perpetrators to make it clear that with the click of a mouse, they risk losing everything. Any form of online child sexual abuse is a serious criminal offence. The internet does not provide anonymity. There is no hiding place. This article by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. Water from River Clyde to be used to heat Glasgow homes. This article was unattributed. A renewable energy firm will, by using the River Clyde, heat council properties and tower blocks in the Gorbals. Glasgow City Council's contacts and property committee agreed to lease land by the Riverfront Energy Centre yesterday. Star Renewable Energy is planning to construct 
operate and maintain a facility that will extract the water from the Clyde and turn it into heat for nearby council buildings. Councillor said the move will save £400,000 over 20 years and help towards moving away from gas-powered heating. Andrew Mount from Development and Regeneration Services said, If you look at Glasgow City Council's carbon footprint, around 40% of it is related to supplying heat. It's extremely important for decarbonising our society. The heating system will supply Garble's Leisure Centre, a Delphi Centre and four-tower blocks in Ballater Street with low-carbon, low-cost heat and hot water. A pathway along the Garble's bank of the River Clyde will be temporarily closed and reconstructed. Mr Mount insisted this would, in the long run, be good for the area as the pathway is used for nefarious reasons at the moment. But when complete, the committee heard the facility will likely be glass-fronted and a visitor attraction to the area. There is also potential for the heating system to be expanded further, a field when it's up and running. Mr Mount added the system could be extended further along the waterfront. Local councillors praised the project. James Scanlon said, I'm actually delighted this is going ahead. I'm very enthusiastic. The committee agreed to lease the site to start renewable energy for £750 per year for 20 years. This article was unattributed. The Evening Times On Monday, the 26th of March 2018 News Section Watchdog investigates firms suspected of making 200 million nuisance calls. This article unattributed. A company suspected of making over 200 million illegal nuisance calls could have put lives at risk by clogging up a safety line for pedestrians and drivers at unmanned level crossings, a watchdog has said. The Information Commissioner's Office, ICO, has searched the premises of the unnamed business in Clyde Bank, West Dunbartonshire, following complaints about automated nuisance calls promoting boiler and window replacement schemes. The ICO said some of the calls were made to Network Rail's Banavi Control Centre, near Fort William in the Highlands, used by people to check it is safe to use unmanned rail crossings. The calls, which contain recorded messages, often align themselves to non-existent Scottish and UK government initiatives. Computer equipment and documents were seized from the business as part of the ICO investigation. The watchdog said the 200 million-plus calls the firm is suspected of making is one of the highest it has ever investigated. The body has the power to issue fines of up to £500,000 for law breaches around automated marketing calls. Ken MacDonald, head of ICO Scotland, said These calls have caused millions of people's disruption, annoyance and distress. But not only this, those made to a control centre charged with public safety may have endangered lives. Companies behind nuisance calls should know that people are sick of them and when people complain to us, we will act. This article was unattributed. This article from the Evening Times News on the 26th of March 2018. Spot hole winner revealed. Non-driver gives £1,000 prize to charity. This article by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. We asked you to show us Glasgow's biggest pothole. A new rose to the challenge. But there could only be one winner for our hashtag spot hole campaign. Today, William Beckett is revealed as the champion pothole spotter. The prize on offer was £1,000 worth of new tyres but Mr Beckett isn't a driver. Instead, the generous winner is gifting his prize to charity, which the Evening Times will arrange. Mr Beckett said, I'm absolutely overjoyed to win. Potholes are something I have been flagging up for the past five or six years, as I don't believe the council carries out repairs efficiently or invests as much money as it should. 
I would highly recommend the Evening Times for carrying out this campaign. This article by columnist reporter Katrina Stewart. Remember, you no longer need to receive a weekly digest service on tape, but can access more daily content via our website, www.qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts, accessible via your computer, tablet or mobile device. The Evening Times, on Wednesday, the 28th of March 2018. News section. Glasgow Fire, Socky Hall Street site ready to be handed over. This article by Holly Lennon. Routes surrounding the scene of the Socky Hall Street fire were reopened to pedestrians as emergency services prepared to pull back. Socky Hall Street between Renfield Street has been fenced in by metal barriers as workers prepare to tear the block down. Hope Street has now been reopened to motorists and pedestrians. The east footpath on Renfield Street between Renfrew Street and Bath Street, however, is open to pedestrians only. A large police presence is still visible in the area as fears for public safety continue. A spokeswoman for Police Scotland said crews would be pulling back over the next few days, while Scottish Fire and Rescue Service said they are ready to hand over to contractors. Work will then begin to demolish the block destroyed by the blaze once it is deemed safe. As previously reported by the Evening Times, the entire block of fire-ravaged property is to be demolished over the next two months. Motorists have been warned to expect delays as diversions remain in place. Bus users are expected to be the worst hit by the restrictions, with some reporting delays of up to an hour. First Bus Glasgow said they have not received any official guidance from Glasgow City Council on the closures. Around 12 of its services are unable to service their usual stops due to the police cordon. Stagecoach services are also taking the brunt of the closures. Following the announcement that the much-loved Pavilion Theatre would be unable to open for two months, members of the public offered their words of support for General Manager Ian Gordon. The star of Mrs Brown's Boys shared heartwarming words of support with the Pavilion. Brendan O'Carroll said to General Manager Ian Gordon on Tuesday, Such a pity. However, I'll bet Ian already has plans for a spectacular reopening. We believe in you, Ian. O'Carroll, 62, who plays foul-mouthed matriarch Agnes Brown in smash hit BBC series, first got his big break with Mrs Brown's Boys when it appeared in the pavilion in the late 1990s. This article was by Holly Lennon. This article from the Evening Times News. On the 26th of March 2018, fan who took Sam Smith's breath away at Glasgow gig traced thanks to Evening Times appeal. This article by Aftab Ali. The fan who took Sam Smith's breath away at his Glasgow gig on Saturday night has been tracked down thanks to an Evening Times appeal. The lucky young woman in question has been revealed to be in Kegbjorg Jona, Garuna daughter, from the city of Reykjavik in Iceland. I do apologise, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing any of those names right. The Evening Times was the first to report on the amazing news less than 24 hours ago. Singing sensation Sam Smith gave Ingibjorg a short out fans could only dream of on Instagram in a post that got around 300,000 reactions. Left awestruck by the young woman in the crowd at the SSE Hydro, 25 year old Smith shared an image of Ingibjorg girl on Instagram, also praising the city. The crooner wrote, Glasgow, my heart is yours. I feel so alive and so overwhelmed after the last few nights. Thank you so much for giving us your all. I can't wait to sing for you all again. The girl in the centre of the picture took my breath away tonight. 
You knew every single word and I could feel your love and support throughout the show. I love you whoever you may be. Ingev Georg has since made contact with the Evening Times expressing her surprise and delight. More to follow. Once again, I do apologise. I'm not sure if I pronounced any of those names right. This article by Aftab Ali. This article from the Evening Times News on the 27th of March 2018. Christmas lights found dumped in Glasgow Southside Park. This article by Holly Lennon. Christmas decorations are creating an eyesore for residents in Glasgow Southside after they were dumped in a local park. Residents have been left furious after Glasgow City Council contractors paid to cut down trees close to Langside Hall beside Queen's Park, dumped the lights, which had been hung from them in the grass. A number of large Christmas tree lights have been left strewn around the grass in plain sight. One local said the lights had been dumped back in January. He added, The lights in the trees had only recently been replaced by the council. Workers then came to cut down the trees and must not have realised that there was lights in the trees until they were all down. So the lights have just been left for someone else to clean up. It's a total eyesore right beside the main street with loads of people walking by. It's a total mess. The council spokeswoman said the lights were taken down as part of tree felling works. She added, we will arrange for the contractor to organise the removal as soon as possible. This article by Holly Lennon. This article from the Evening Times News on 27th of March 2018. Call to give Glasgow family of eight home a 7,000 signed petition. This article by Holly Lennon. Housing campaigners are to deliver a petition with over 7,000 signatures to Glasgow Housing Association calling for them to give a family in need a suitable home. Living rent tenants, union are representing the smart family who were forced into homelessness two days before Christmas when their private landlord decided to sell. A petition calling for GHA and Glasgow City Council, GCC, to provide them with a suitable and permanent home will be delivered to the GHA office this afternoon. John Smart, 49, who works for the council, his wife Leanne, 39, and their six kids aged between 2 and 18 years old are currently living in Lincoln Avenue, Knightswood, in a cramped flat. The family were previously put up in Springburn, which forced Leanne to undergo a four-hour trip to get the kids dropped off at school and nursery in Drumchapel on time. Despite numerous calls, they have not been given any time frame for when they will be moved to a more suitable house. Leanne said we never expected to be in this situation. We would like to go into another private let, but we just don't have the money. The whole situation is really stressful, having to take the kids up 19 floors, living in a building where there is so much noise and trouble. It's really taking a toll on our family and we don't know what else we can do. I've offered to move anywhere in Glasgow and move the kids' schools and nurseries, but we're not getting any further forward. Craig Patterson, Loving Rent, spokesperson said, The plight of the smart family is not uncommon in Glasgow. We have a council-led homelessness casework service that doesn't own any homes and has to rely on semi-private housing associations to meet an ever-increasing demand due to ever-increasing rents. GHA has a lot to answer for. The privatisation of housing has destroyed the system. No accountability for RSLs, the local council and council services have to control the ways to help people in need while big corporations are capitalising on the current crisis. It's not just private sector landlords that have profit as their number 
on priority. It's the so-called social landlords too. Public money, public services and underpinning the profits in these huge social landlords. They've abandoned the founding principles of social housing in favour of profit and the result is people like the smarts. Lost, forgotten and abandoned by a system that is choking itself to death on greed. The spokesman for Glasgow City Council said we are working with the Smartner family so they can access permanent accommodation. We rely on housing associations to provide suitable homes for households who have been affected by homelessness. There is a limited number of larger homes available within the socially rented sector, but we are working with housing associations to increase the supply of larger homes. Weekly Director of Housing and Care Olga Clayton added, GHA is the largest provider of homes for homeless people in Glasgow, although we own only 40% of the city's social homes. In 2016-17 we provided 52% of permanent housing for homeless people. The family has never been referred to us as a homeless case. We would never be very happy to work with them in Glasgow City Council's casework team to look at all of their options for finding a permanent home, either with us or other landlords in the city. Unfortunately, very, very few, five or even four-bedroom homes become available at GHA and there are other families also waiting on this size of home. This article by Holly Lennon. This article from the Evening Times News, the 27th of March 2018. Routes surrounding Sucky Hall Street fire reopened to pedestrians. This article by Holly Lennon. A number of roads surrounding the scene of the Sucky Hall Street fire have reopened to pedestrians. While roads have been blocked off by metal barriers, pedestrians will still be able to access some routes. Sucky Hall Street between Renfield Street and Hope Street is closed. However, the east footpath on Renfield Street between Renfrew Street and Bath Street is open to pedestrians only. A spokeswoman for Police Scotland said Sucky Hall Street between Renfield Street and Hope Street is still closed. However, the east footpath on Renfield Street between Renfrew Street and Bath Street is open to pedestrians only. As previously reported by the Evening Times, the block destroyed by the fire is due to be demolished. The block stretching from number 92 to 106 from the works shop up to Savers at the junction at Hope Street will be removed. An exclusion zone has been erected surrounding the area and is expected to be in place for two months. This article by Holly Lennon. This article from the Evening Times News. On the 27th of March 2018. Council tax. Call to force Scottish Government to scrap outdated and unfair system. This article was unattributed. Green MSPs are to hold a vote in Holyrood and are about to get the Scottish Government to scrap the outdated unfair council tax system. The SNP has promised to abolish the charge when it was first erected to power in 2007 with ministers forced to go back on this two years later, as there was no consensus in Holyrood for the change. Since then, the Scottish Government has made some reforms to the charge, which contributes towards council funds. With the SNP now forming a minority administration, Greens believe they can build on the work of the Commission of Local Tax Reform, which recommended axing the tax in 2015. 
Finance Secretary David McKay insisted the Scottish Government was committed to making local taxation more progressive, adding he was open to further dialogue and options for local tax reform. The Greens have already told SNP ministers they want to change to be made to the council tax system if they are to support the government's budget next year. Andy Whiteman, the party's local government spokesman, said at the moment the public are being penalised with an outdated, unfair system under which most households are paying the wrong amount. Speaking ahead of a debate in the Scottish Parliament on Wednesday, he said successive Scottish governments have ducked the issue, but with a parliament of minorities, we have a chance to build on the agreement struck during the 2015 Cross-Party Commission on Local Tax Reform that the present council tax system must end. Pressure from the Greens resulted in the SNP making changes to income tax in Scotland. Mr Whiteman argued, saying this had resulted in a shift towards a fairer system of income tax, with lower earners paying less and higher earners paying more. He demanded we must see a shift in local tax so we have a fairer system that gives local authorities flexibility to raise the funds they need for local services. I hope other parties agree that after years of talking it's deeds not words that count and we must see movement on this issue before the summer. But Scottish Conservative local government spokesman Alexander Stewart said on the Greens call for a fairer tax system we all know what that means. They want to punish hard workers across the country. Even those on modest salaries are living in very normal homes in certain parts of the country would be hammered if this went through. Taxpayers in Scotland will be hoping the Greens' cosy relationship with the SNP, which has already seen two budgets go through, would lead to these madcap changes too. Mr McKay said this government remains committed to making local taxation more progressive. We have made clear that we are open to further dialogue on options for local tax reform. The Finance Secretary said ministers, together with local government body COSLA, have launched a local governance review, which will make sure communities have more say about how public services in their area are run. Mr McKay continued, a transformation of local democracy can be best achieved by looking at how public services work with each other and inviting communities to identify the power resources they need to thrive. We have also made council tax fairer and included a 25% increase to the child allowance in the reforms that were introduced last year. The scheme was extended in April 2017 to provide relief for low to middle income households from the impact of the council tax reforms on properties and bands E and H. And we have invested over £1.4 billion in the council tax reduction scheme since 2013-14, assisting almost half a million households each year to meet their council tax. In addition, the Scottish Land Commission is researching land value tax in the wider context of land reform. But Scottish Labour Finance spokesman James Kelly said the SNP came to power more than 10 years ago, promising to scrap the unfair council tax, yet its successive governments have failed to do so. Scottish Labour have put forward proposals which would see the council tax abolished and a new property tax introduced which would make 80% of households better off. This article was unattributed. End of Site 1
Please fast forward to the end of the tape and turn over for side two. <laughs> 